Well, hello, strangers. Okay, well, many of you maybe know me. Can you just see how many people even know who I am? Wow, I feel famous. And for those of you who don't, I'm a Darby, so it's enough said about that. So, <laughs> us Darbys don't have a lot of biblical uh, scholarship teaching, so I'm going to share today. <laughs> now, I am... Um, I was thankful that I could share. Um, a few weeks ago, I started thinking, when they asked if I would uh, do a sermon, I started thinking about what to share. And um, because I'm not a scholar, I thought I'm going to take the, the route of sharing a, kind of an experience uh, form of memorizing scripture with you. So uh, for some of you, this might be very encouraging if you are like me and uh, you don't learn in the classical form of sitting in a desk looking forward, but you're a little bit more ADHD, which I probably would be diagnosed if I had, you know, been tested. Um, So hopefully it will be encouraging for many of you uh, about getting into the scriptures painlessly. Um, So I'm going to share first, let's read uh, Colossians 3.16. So if you have your Bibles or your Bible app, go to Colossians 3.16, and we'll read that. Sweetie, you know those really cool little licorice things we got at the airport? Can I have one so I don't start to come? If you ever go to Europe, go to the, the little shop and buy these little lic- salted licorice called pingvin or penguin. They're really good. Share it with everybody. No, one's mine. <laughs> Actually, we should share because I wanted to kind of talk about this kind of thing. Anyway, let's read together. Colossians 3.16, the other 3.16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. It's amazing how much you can get away with by just saying, I'm not a scholar, but I'm going to share some stuff. That actually can be dangerous, but I'm, hopefully I will not be too dangerous with, with what I share today through Scripture. But the, let the message of Christ dwell richly among us. Uh, the Bible is all about Jesus, right? We see the red thread of redemption from Genesis to Revelation. And, um, oh, thank you. And so... When it talks about the message of Christ, I'm going to kind of extend that a bit to say the word of God, the the words, the text in the Bible. Let that dwell richly among us as we teach, admonish one another. And um, I want to just share a quick kind of pre-story, and then I'm going to follow up with that story later on, how it ended. Uh, In 2011, I had a heart valve surgery where they replaced my aortic heart valve with a bovine or cow valve. The reason I got that one is because we were going out into the mission field, and I thought, you know, we thought, well, what if we're in, like, Nepal in the bush or something, and uh, I don't want to be taking blood thinners with a mechanical valve. You know, if I get cut out there, eh, it's kind of scary. So I went with, the, pick, went with the, the bovine valve, and knowing that it would medically, uh, statistically, it should wear out within, I don't know, 8 to 20 years. So probably three years ago, I went to my regular, you have to have an annual checkup for your visa to live in, in Thailand. 
were living in Thailand, living in the city of Chiang Mai in northern Thailand. And the doctor goes, something's wrong with your heart. What do you do when the doctor says that? You get kind of fear comes in. I was like, oh no, my gosh, what? Well, something's not right. It's like, it's a, it's a murmur or something. And I'm thinking, this is my heart valve is going. So she said, you should go see your doctor. So I went to my cardiologist and she looked and I did an angiogram and she said, no, everything's fine, but you know, your valve is leaking a bit. It's probably, you know, it's degrading. But that wasn't fun to hear at, this was like six, seven years into it. I thought, I've been praying all along, God, heal my heart valve. Let it become my own flesh or heal it. Make it last forever so I don't have another one of these surgeries. And, um, but it seemed like there were symptoms now, you know, and it scared me. Um, fortunately, the Lord had been kind of, kind of just leading me into a more, um, I'm going to say Bible memorization, but really just God's word dwelling richly within me. Um, so I'm going to share about how I did that and how that way of memorizing scripture or meditating on the Lord's word could bring up uh, words of hope and encouragement when I needed it. So I'm going to read one more scripture for you. <clears throat> this is Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. It's connected with Colossians 3.16 in a way. It says, Hear, O Israel, this is Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, if you want to follow. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road or drive in your electric car. When you lie down and when you get up with your smartwatch waking you up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. That's a, a weird one. But anyway... <laughs> Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates and refrigerators. So basically, the commandments, the word of God, um, and that greatest commandment, right? Love the Lord your God. What did Jesus say in the New Testament? There's another one like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That sums up all the law and the prophets. So again, we have the word of God here. God telling us how to, how to handle the word of God. It should be everywhere. It should be in us. It should be around us. We should see it. We should talk about it. Now, I once heard that the, I learned this years ago. I was probably listening to a radio station, and they said that the scribes, when they would write the Old Testament, you could roll up one of those scrolls, and a scribe was so good at knowing, you know, they had to, they had to copy everything exactly, word for word, letter for letter, place for place on this scroll, that you could drive a nail through that scroll and the scribe could tell you every word that that nail passed through just by knowing the scriptures. I don't know if that's how true that is, but we know that they knew the scriptures really well. And then Jesus, what did he do? He, he was better than the scribes. He knew the scriptures better than the scribes because he had God's word deeper in his heart. He wasn't just a scribe memorizing it, but he went deeper. He, so much so that he could he could quote it word for word, or he could paraphrase it, and he could use that word as a weapon against Satan trying to build his kingdom here on earth. 
And he would come with the kingdom of God and share a word with someone. He would prophesy. He would say something. He would pray for people. And the word of God was flowing out of him. And it made a difference. God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And then I read a blog post by John Piper. He said that Luther knew so much of the Bible from memory that when the Lord opened his eyes to see the truth of justifications in Romans 1.17, that he said, quote, Thereupon I, I have a German accent. Thereupon I ran through the scriptures from memory. And that was in order to confirm what he found. Now think about that. You're reading the Bible, you're Luther, and you're, wow, yes, it's about, it's about justification through faith. Wait, I better check that. So he starts just thinking through the scriptures. He knew the scriptures so well. That's pretty cool. How many people can do that? Just, just curious. No hands. Okay, well, I know you're humble and you don't want to answer. But wouldn't it be cool to know the scriptures that way? Wouldn't it be cool? I thought some reasons for learning scripture are to be like Christ, right? To be, to be in communion with God. To be in communion with God. We read the scriptures and the scriptures say that they are not, we search the scriptures for life, Jesus says, but that's not where it's found. It's found in Christ. But we use the scriptures to get there. There are, there are a big connector with God. We use them to have triumph over sin, right? When we're tempted, Jesus did that in the desert over Satan. He gives us authority over Satan with our words. Guidance for myself, for yourself. Um, guidance for others. It might be a prophetic word, the Lord gives you a, a word and a scripture comes to mind and you share it, um, to bring healing, to, to build someone else up, to challenge them, for apologetics, to, re, re, to uh, ensure ourselves and others that the Bible is true and the word of God, for evangelism, for teaching. There's lots of reasons to have the scriptures deep inside. And uh, I want to take a poll here, so... Again, it's, this, is, uh, this is not a competition. just want to kind of find out. How many of you can uh, quote, just off the top of your head, at least one Bible verse or a passage of Scripture or a psalm? Okay. Yeah, quite a few of you. How about five? You can quote five. Okay. A, a few less. How about ten? Okay. Some scholars. Did you raise your hand or are you just fixing your hair? No. Um, 25, 25. Okay, it makes sense, right? We, you know, the, the numbers get big. There's scriptures is hard to memorize. Um, but the reason, the reason we would memorize scripture is so that we can pull it out and use it when we need it. Even if we don't know it fully, isn't it encouraging and comforting to have a, uh, have a word that you, I read this and I understand the, the, the gist and the truth of it. I just can't quote it. But even that helps, right? So even along that, that spectrum, we can be more assured and be closer to God and walk in the right direction and bring God's kingdom to earth by knowing it. And uh, so memorizing scripture shouldn't just be a head thing. It should transform us, right? Isn't that the whole point? That we're not just head knowledge but we are heart knowledge as well. So it should go past our eyes and ears, down into our heads, and finally into our hearts. It's like a song, right? When you hear a song the first time, 
usually there's a little catch. Oh, I like this song. And you start, oh, I like that. Yeah, I, I should have thought of a song to sing. But anyway, you start singing the song, and you, know what I'm saying? you don't get the words quite right. And pretty soon you're singing it, and you're loving it. And then what happens the next day? You get up, you know, that, your favorite song, and you're singing it. Okay? So it's, it's in our heart. That song's in our heart. That rock song or that country song is in our hearts. And it goes back to Colossians 3.16. Let that rock song dwell in you richly. <laughs> Put it on the doorpost. We do that, don't we, with posters, with our, whatever, our, our uh, phone covers or anything on our bumper stickers on our cars. We nerd out on things, right? So we nerd out on sports, right? Some of you can probably name all the uh, World Series uh, champions from 1935 to the present day. I won't ask you because I don't want you to, you know, the people are going to feel dumb for not knowing it. Uh, if you're in a Model A club, you might know all the types of Model T's and Model A's. 1931 had that kind of cow light on the side, and I was a bit of a nerd with that. Or uh, baking. I love sourdough, the, the sourdough gospel, right? Did you know that sourdough bread is made with an 80% hydration of flour. That's from 100% flour. And you compare the amount of liquid in it, right? And pizza dough is 65%. Anyway, I'm nerding out on you. I've learned that through spending time eating sourdough bread. And it's awesome. <laughs> I should have brought sourdough bread for them to taste. In my, okay. So we nerd out, right? You can think right now of, of the things that you nerd out on. What if you could nerd out on scripture that way. Why not? And I'm not going to tell you to stop nerding out what, what some pastors might do, at least in the movies they do this. Stop nerding out on sports and nerd out on the Bible and the word of God, you sinners. <laughs> Don't do that. Keep nerding out on sports, cars, and bread, but also nerd out on the Bible. Why not take some time and nerd out on God's word? And you'll find that you're just as excited about God's word as you are about, yeah, what is it that you nerd out on? I just want to know. Yeah. Uh, and on the spot, it's awful. I sh you said cooking. Okay, cooking. Anyway, uh, sorry, I shouldn't have done that. That was mean. I don't know if you like to talk in front of people or not. Apparently, I don't have a problem with it. Okay, good. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, for me, Bible reading and Bible memorization was intimidating because I did not learn. I was not, it was not natural for me to just sit and learn, uh, looking forward and listening and seeing. I liked to move around more, but that's not, that's still not the traditional classical form of teaching, is it? Sit in your desk, look forward, learn. I mean, you kind of have to. There's so many kids, and you have to get some teaching in them. I'm a bit more of a kinesthetic learner, so I do better. When, if I was listening to someone preaching here, I'm sitting right there surrounded by people. I, I can become a little bit distracted with who's around me and feel a little bit like, oh, I'm sitting right in front of someone. And I would remember maybe 40% of the content if I were asked about the sermon. If I just got up and was allowed to just kind of go in the back and just you know, stretch or uh, sit there and stand over here, I could probably remember 80% just by that. And 
Does that ring true with some of you maybe? You, you really, oh wow, if only I could just not sit like this, right? So in high school, we had this great Bible study down at Angel's Camp. And we had food and everything. Mick was there. Kevin Manti was there. Kevin, were you there? Probably. They had this Bible study. And uh, sometimes we would, uh, they'd say, you know, okay, we're going to read, a, we're gonna read chap- John 13 uh, and just read that. We're going to give a couple minutes. And then we're going to ask you a few questions. Uh, I'm like, a couple minutes to read a chapter. I'm not a fast reader. I'm not a fast reader. My wife can read a book in a day. And she can remember 20%, 30% of the content, but she remembers that, and she does it fast. I would take the same book and take one or two weeks, maybe a month, to read it, just because it's, I don't love to just sit and read. I would read it slower, but I might remember 70 or 80% of the content. So we learn differently. So here I am in this Bible study, and uh, Okay, let's just read it. And sure enough, within like 30 seconds or a minute, some smart girl in my class would go, what do we do when we're finished reading? Like she had to say that. So now it's like, now the bar is raised. I got to finish reading, oh gosh. So then they asked the questions. And I was like, I'm looking through and everybody else was answering. I'm Normally I'm sitting right in the middle. I'm surrounded by stinky teenagers, (laughs) right? We're all stinky teenagers then. And uh, just sitting there going, how do I... Uh, and so I kind of felt a little bit stupid sometimes. I, I was comfortable with my friends and joking and having a good time. But when it came to the reading part, the Bible part, I felt a lack of confidence. And then in college, I go to college. I went to Campus Baptist across the street from Fresno State. And sometimes we do the same thing. Hey, going to do some Bible. Who can recite, uh, you know, Romans 6 and this one guy, I don't know his name, but he was like, oh, you know what? He, he, was, he was really, really, really brain smart. He didn't always have good social smarts. Like, he didn't read the room well. He would say things, blurt out things, but he stood up. You know, what should we say then? Shall we, send that, shall we keep on sinning so the grace might increase? By all means, no. And I felt like, no, I can't even compare. Matter of fact, most of us felt that. So here I am, not a fast reader, not able to just sit and classically learn, and yet we're told, many of us have been told in our lives, memorize the scriptures, and there's some simple methods. Repeat it, repeat it, get into your head, find a place, sit, repeat it. And that works, and we've all done it, but I just wonder, what if we could just expand the way we do it and try some other ways so that we could actually enjoy it more and nerd out on it more than just having it maybe stop at our heads. If you memorize the scripture that way and then you, you leave it for a couple months, can you recall it? I think most of us would have to kind of keep coming to that scripture regularly unless it's getting down and has more meaning in our hearts. I think it's like that with anything, really. Um, so, so here I am kinesthetic learner, right? Those are where you learn by, you, you know, if I, if I, uh, if someone's preaching, I could also, or teaching, if I just had something to fiddle with that wasn't noisy and distracted others, I would learn, I would be able to concentrate more. It's a simple connection, the way God made many of us to just use our hands and move around while we're listening, while we're learning. And so, 
we're in, right now we're in a hustle culture. You know, you hear a lot about hustle. Uh, Elon Musk, I work 80 hours a week. It's a way to success. Entrepreneurship, make a lot of money if you work hard. You'll be successful. So now what's everybody doing? Hustle is going to work hard. And everything's shortening everything. And the apps are helping us just condense in, in uh, if, uh, how do you, what's the word? Um, uh, efficiency, time efficiency, cram it all in. And it's great, right? Except that that's, I don't think that's what God intended for our lives, to hustle, hustle, hustle the whole time. So my message today is about slowing down. Now, this is probably the hardest thing. This is the thing that when you walk away from here and you look at the questions on the back and consider, uh, if you consider memorizing scripture and meditating on it and slowing down, the hardest part will be to put down your other devices, your other plans, your other time-effective things and set apart some time to do it. We're always told to set apart time in the morning and pray. So it's kind of the same thing, but we need to be thinking about what's around us that keeps us from doing that. And a lot of it is this hurry-hustle mentality. So we can be more like Jesus and fight against that a bit and take some time just to be with God. Now here's the cool parts coming, the, the easy part, I guess you could say, of of learning scripture is coming here. Um, but I, we're up north at a friend's house, and I saw this book on her shelf, Praying in Color. And it, right away I thought, oh, that sounds like a cool book. Because I kind of think this way. I'm praying in color. So I'm looking at it. It's like it's got all these cool uh, ways to pray with some pictures and how you can just kind of walking you through a different way of praying. And then one of the chapters, chapter 10, is, uh, and I was already planning on doing this on, on memorizing scripture, it's uh, praying with scripture. And it's about memorizing scripture. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Anyway, it goes into some cool stuff about, about God's word, period. And uh, looking through God's word and praying with God's word and memorizing God's word in a different way than we're used to doing. So I recommend it. It's Praying in Color by Sybil Macbeth, Drawing a New Path to God. It's a bit like mind mapping, if you've ever heard of mind mapping, right? That's kind of popular now, too, for taking notes. Uh, it's kind of a free-form way of getting the same information on paper. And so I, uh, now we go back to Thailand, right? And before I had this heart scare... I, uh, I was listening to, you know, we listen, we go to church there, but we also listen to, to sermons. And I, I was listening to Bill Johnson. He was saying how sometimes he would just take, at times the Lord was just leading him to read the book of Ephesians over and over. Just keep reading it. Just for a month maybe, maybe longer, just reading, just going through it, mulling through it. Not just reading it. And the study part, this is the disclaimer of my teaching is what I'm sharing here is not meant to replace uh, um, critical study of the Bible, right? Learning, learning context, learning the words, learning the meaning. What do they say? What is, what is the Bible saying? This is to go along with it. And in my opinion, if we do both, our lives will be much richer with God. So I'm, I'm, I'm listening to him say this, and I thought, you know, I should, I should, that sounds cool, just to read one. That sounds like the pressure's off of me. So I would drive to work 
It was about a 30-minute drive up to, from our house to where I worked uh, in, uh, with the media ministry that I worked with. So I have my, my phone app, the version Bible app, and I popped that on, and I thought, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that. And I was always aware, you know, of my health. I want, my, I want to be healthy, and, but uh, I would love to be healed. You know, my heart, I would love it if it just, you know, became a human flesh rather than a cow <laughs> valve. God can do anything, right? One time we were in uh, Latvia, and three of us, uh, me, uh, two other Swedish guys and I, we prayed for a Russian woman in the slums in Latvia for her knees. Instantly healed. I was amazed. And I saw her before. She couldn't get off the floor without her husband's help. I said, can we pray for you? We prayed for her, and we turned to walk away, and she goes... She's like, Woo. And she starts going like this. And we're like, what? And she starts jumping up and down. So God heals. So I'm praying, God, Babushka, come on, Lord, how to show Make you know, feel my heart. And, and so I thought, I'm just gonna do this with some scriptures. So one scripture is Psalm 103. And uh, if I quote it, you know, you'd know it. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. And I started with that one because one time on Focus on the Family, I heard, uh, I heard them interview a guy who was teaching on whether God heals or not. It was a church that didn't, they didn't have like a healing prayer ministry. He was just praying, tell, sharing scriptures. Some God, time God heals, sometimes he doesn't. He had this, he had had some virus where he talked like this his whole life. This is the way he, so he's teaching like that. And he starts to read Psalm 103, and it's on tape. Praise the Lord, all my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. And his voice starts to change. I've got the cassette at our house in Murphy's right now where we're staying. And I'm going, this guy's getting, and you could hear the people in the crowd starting to cry and cheer. And he's, he doesn't know what to do with it because he was trying to say, sometimes God heals, sometimes he doesn't. And God goes, watch this. <laughs> yeah? So I'm going, God, I want... So I thought, that's a good one. I'll start with that one, God, because, you know, I heard the guy get healed reading it. So I thought, the traditional way for me to do it would be sit down, find some space, and start to memorize it, and get that into your head. I know I'm mimicking someone that doesn't really exist, but, you know... We do that when we make movies too, right? Memorize it. Get it in there until it gets in there. And I tried that before, and I would remember stuff, but now I don't remember it. So I thought, I'm just going to do this Bill Johnson thing. I'm just going to listen to it. So I got in my car, and I'd turn it on every time I'd go to work. You know, praise the Lord. And it was Max McLean, you know, the guy who does the voice for the Bible, the NIV. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. And I'm reading, I'm listening to this, and that's cool, that's cool. And then I would be tempted to try to memorize it, because that's what I had been taught, memorize it. That was my goal. But I no, I'm not going to do that. I would just listen to it. Okay, I'd listen to it four or five times. Okay, and then I'd get to work, and I'd just turn it off. That's enough. Tomorrow I'll listen to it again. And you know, after a few days probably three, three drives up to work. I started to become quite familiar with it. And, you know, he says, um, when, when, it, when I get to different parts of the, of the psalm, 
it really, it, it, it stood out to me. So I focused on that part. And I said, Lord, I really want that. I would love to have it. You know, I would love to have that. Or in Psalm 91, he will command all his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways so that you won't strike your foot against a stone. Like, oh, Lord, I need to, I need to, I need to be safe. You know, keep me safe. And then it, 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 it went out into other things like driving in Thai traffic, which is they have the highest death rate of, of and maybe the highest in the world, second highest. So that's a good thing to pray. Oh, Jesus, watch over me, you know. And so um, I would stop and pray, and then I would listen, just keep listening. Pretty soon, I'm, I'm, now I thought, well, maybe I'll just go along with him, Max McLean and I. So we'd do it together, you know, and we'd, we'd read it together, and I'd listen, just like a child does with their parents when they're saying something that you know, your kids learn from you. Same thing. And pretty soon I was able to memorize it. But, I, okay, now I'm going to try it on my own without Max's help. <laughs> so I turn it off and I praise the Lord of my soul. Praise his holy name. Bless, praise the, and you know, I would heard, bless the Lord. So I keep going, bless me. It doesn't matter. Praise the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger. But, so I, I would start to get it. And then if I didn't get it right, again, there was that little twinge that said, uh, 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 get it right. Because it's important to know the scripture right. But while you're learning, you don't have to get it right at the beginning, do you? You just keep working at it. We do that with everything else in life. Just don't worry, just try again. Why is it that when it comes to scripture, we're not given a chance to learn? We're forced to just know it or not know it. You know it or you're you're going to hell. No, (laughs) you know what I mean? It, It feels like that for some of us. Like, oh, I just can't do this. But, you know, it was amazing how just slowing down and taking time made a difference. And the thing that I always think about is, and I wanted to do this today, but I couldn't find any, like chocolate chips. I wanted to hand out a chocolate chip to everybody to think about how it is when you, and some of you have heard this about the word meditatio, which is, I think, the Latin or Greek for, for meditation. Because we think of meditation like this, where you empty your mind, you empty, and you let whatever it wants come in, right? No. Meditation here is to mull over or chew on, like in a culinary sense, to chew on. Imagine just sucking on your favorite piece of chocolate, if you like chocolate. You usually don't eat chocolate fast, do you? You're just like, mm. And it starts to melt, and the flavors start to come. I just, man, it's lovely, isn't it? We're in wine country. You might drink a glass of wine and go, oh, oh nice nuance. Oh, is that berry or is that... Is that, is that burnt tobacco? I don't know. You know? And uh, with anything, jerky, beef jerky. I mean, the ranchers in Calaveras can, oh, beef jerky. Oh, I love the taste of that jerky. But it's all about taking time to mull over it, to chew on God's word, to not force it down, but to make it a meal that is nutritious and that will start to build cells in our body. And in this case, cells in our spirit. And the cool part about this, I'll end with this, is that, and this is just one, one way of, of meditating on Scripture. Hopefully, you will be inspired and be hungry to, to do it. But the cool thing is, once I have been starting to become transformed from God's Word because I took time to chew on it and let it melt and get down past my mind, down into my heart, and connect it with some real experiences, concerns, and fears I had, and let it affect that, 
I'm able to actually share that with others. And this is the Jesus part, right? Where Jesus knew scriptures so well, and he could just share with others. So I can't tell you how many times, just with, let's say, Psalm 23, Psalm 91, Psalm 103, and Psalm 139. It's another one of my favorites. Having spent time mulling over it and learning it and getting it down inside, that I've been able to pray for someone or write a note for someone or just speak to someone. And as I'm talking to them or we're praying for them, one of these topics in, that's connected with a verse will come to mind. And we're praying for someone about something. I said, you know, I, <clears throat> I believe the Lord wants to encourage you that he's going he's gonna to guard you. He's, it says in Psalm 91, he will command his angels concerning you that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So we're just praying for that. Lord, we ask for, for protection. And I turn that into a prayer. And you know what that's doing? That's, that's helping complete the Lord's prayer where we say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have different views on when Jesus will come back, right? But this on earth as it is in heaven can happen through all of us. And that's kind of the point to bring heaven to people so that they can be to have, go to heaven with us to bless them. So I want to encourage you to chew on that chocolate of God's word. Take your time. Find the, the place where you can spend time with God and don't put yourself in a box, wherever that might be. If it's preparing breakfast and that's your time, do it. If you're driving in a car or if it is sitting in a chair facing forward, do it. But chew on it and let it go in for real and don't let it stop here, but let it seep down into your heart. <laughs>